All right, guys, welcome back to the Establish Pass podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level, with me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan, and we are back here to talk about the Super Bowl, because what else would we talk about? Um, <laughs> quite a quite a fantastic finish, um, depending on who you are, uh, in terms of, uh, got a high thrill score, Dylan, but I don't know about um, if people were that excited with the actual finish itself that led to the game-winning kick. Uh, Chiefs fans were, but some others may not have been. <laughs> Uh, 38-35, Chiefs get the win over the Eagles. A pretty, you know, fun back back and forth game, as you would expect. Um, you know, Chiefs had to to make the rally there in the second half. Eagles got off to a great start. Obviously, Mahomes, um, you know, injury. Who knows? You know, going into halftime, you're like, oh boy, this could completely change everything. But I mean, it's like I can ask where do we start, but I think everybody <laughs> knows where everybody else starts um, with with this kind of thing and. Again, whether you you want to make, we'll obviously talk more than than just the call, but um, I mean, again, Dylan, that's what everybody's talking about. They're talking about the call, and um, yeah, I mean, it's it's one that certainly changed the dynamic of how this game was going to play out. But yeah, um, where, where do you stand on it? I mean, I think the most disappointing part was. Uh, not so much even the call itself, but what the call meant. Like in terms of you kind of quickly process, like as soon as it, the flag's on, you're like, ah, they can just do exactly what they did, which is waste the clock and kick a field goal with basically no time left. What it meant to me was worse than the actual call itself. Like, I, yeah, I know there was some calls missed against the Eagles DBs earlier in the game, maybe holding and stuff like that. And that was kind of like the um expectation uh, that they were going to let them get away with some of that stuff so you you kind of play w- within the rules you've been called all game I get that kind of point of view but we've seen this in other Super Bowls where in the last few minutes they're you know maybe they let some stuff go in the middle of the game but they're not going to have they'd rather you know call something that is holding than have uh coming back th- at them uh miss call that uh, the other goes the other way where they're uh, told like hey this is a clear penalty why don't you call it in like a crucial spot so I the hold itself, I mean, even James Bradbury said after the game that he held him, right? Like, credit to the chief, uh, to the Eagles players and their and uh, Nick Sirianni, and no one really made excuses for the call being the reason they lost the game. A lot of things went into it in that second half. I think if you're going to be mad at something outside of the game itself, uh, maybe the field conditions would be one if I was an Eagles fan that would rule yeah. the day because yeah, as we see now with people kind of watching the All-22 tape, uh, Brian Baldinger and all these uh, different film guys on Twitter, and there a lot of them are, and you just see in the breakdowns they post, but even what they're just tweeting about, it sounds like there was no chance for not even just the for on plays like uh, for Mahomes, he would be uh, slipping and falling. The same plays you see Hassan Reddick slipping and falling, Brandon Graham slipping and falling, and it's like it's tough to get a pass rush going. I know a lot's going to be made, and and credit to the Chiefs' offensive line for not giving up a sack. Right, like that was a big thing going into this game. We talked about if Mahomes could stay off the ground how uh, it could lead to a lot of explosive plays for the Chiefs. He played great from the pocket and when he scrambled. But, uh, yeah, if, I, if, I was a Chief, if I'm an Eagles fan, I, I might be more mad about that um, than anything in terms of what that kind of uh, might have meant for a team that is so uh, reliant on that, on that pass rush to get home uh, with the secondary that we saw at times. Uh, even when they made some good plays in this game, Mahomes is just ridiculous. Uh, it's made basically the right read at all times. Um, and that second half in particular, I mean, it was just like a – even without the the missed call, I mean, the Chiefs are going up and down the field um, the whole second half. Didn't punt the ball. Three straight touchdowns in a row before that last field goal. And, um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was just the, the finish for a game that was so fun and so good. If you're from a neutral 
perspective. It was just such a fun back and forth Super Bowl. Um, I don't think it was a terrible call. I don't. I could have. I was been completely fine if they hadn't called it. Um, it's kind of my yeah. point of view on that play. Um, I was just more disappointed because of what I. I you know, you're at. A, I was a Super Bowl party and people are watching and not maybe immediately realizing the same thing. I'm starting to say to them like, "This is." I was like, "It's ball game." I guess it's not yeah, like too. you know they're yeah. just gonna take the time out like they did and. Sure enough, uh, that ended up being kind of a decisive play, which is disappointing for a game where you – yeah. and it's not like, you know, for anyone that – I don't think there's a ton of people like this. There may be the more vocal ones on Twitter saying, like, oh, the league wanted the Chiefs to win. It's like I think the league would have much preferred a field goal there and then a last-second dramatic drive where either, either the Eagles don't score, they tie it, they do score, whatever. I think the from the league's perspective, you would they would have uh, wanted that more than anything. So I, I don't – I uh, don't buy that uh, argument at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's like I, I'm fine if it's not called. I I guess I, I can understand why it was called in a sense. So it's like I think in that regard, it's like I guess I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other because I, I just think it's like you said, it's more about what it led to and the impact it had versus the actual technical call itself, I suppose, is the best way to put it. Um, yeah, so I mean it's just – Again, it's a shame because it, it was th- the game played out the way that it did, and this is what everyone's talking about, right? It's um, everyone's leading with this versus, well, look what Jalen Hurts did. Look what yeah. you know Mahomes was able to do. Like Travis Kelsey once again, like Pacheco had a good game. Um, you go up and down the line, right? It's just it's those kind of things that you always prefer to lead with in the biggest yep. game of the year, but. Uh, human nature we're gonna lead with the thing that that had an impact one i mean whether again it's like you have to talk about it because it had a huge impact like it completely sort of changes the dynamic of perhaps how the game plays out at the end but as you said too sirianni uh, bradbury i mean those guys you know didn't take the route of we lost because of this because we know it's a it's a long game but um you know it, it's still something that, that had a big impact so yeah um Beyond that, let's get to the good stuff. Um, because, again, there was a lot of good in this game uh, from, you know, just the standpoint of we always said, it, like, these are the kind of games where you expect your your big players to step up and, and make the big plays. And, like, that's exactly what you got here. Like, it was – you couldn't have scripted it any better in terms of pushing that line of the, the big players always step up in the big moments and make the plays. And that's what happened here, right? I mean, literally, look at every sort of top player <laughs> coming into this game. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, um, Travis Kelsey, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Like, even Juju had some big catches. They were down the stretch. Um, Pacheco, we talked about him. Like, all the big offensive guys, like, made big plays here. And on the defensive side, obviously, there were some big defensive plays, too. And so, yeah, like, th- that, again, is kind of uh, – kind of hate it in that regard of, of the call being talked about like that. Again, understandable. But, um, man, he just had so many – so many big plays in this game that just, you know, kind of changed the momentum. And um, it, it's easy to forget about all those just based on how the game finished. Yeah. A lot of big shot plays down the field by the Eagles in particular, they were, uh, you know, not uh, necessarily not disrespecting those DBs on Kansas city, but they're like, we believe AJ Brown's going to make a play and you're not. And sure yeah. enough, it did work on one of the touchdowns. Another one where, you know, being incomplete could have been picked off at the same time. AJ Brown almost came up with it. So yeah, it was like you're saying, all the big players stepped up. I think one, if there's like one kind of area where you, it sticks out to me is the, the lack of um, uh, rushing attempts and yards from the Eagles running backs. I mean, they're, if you just look at their team rushing yards and attempts, it's like, Oh, 115, 
uh, 32 carries. You're like, wow, that seems like, you know, they didn't get a great average, but still uh, kind of within line of what we've seen. But then you look and it's all Jalen Hurts. Um, not, you know, Miles Sanders, I know what, uh, early in the game came off the field a little gimpy, came back in. But, you know, it was interesting that they never had those three running backs able to get uh, going necessarily. And it felt like there was, I mean, the turning point, of the the game obviously everything the Chiefs did in the second half is vital uh, like I mentioned with them and four possessions scoring every single time and having a ruthless efficiency where they barely even got to third downs at some points in those drives um, and the fact they're able to get really balanced running the ball but the turning point in terms of just how the game was played and how it still kind of led to a more frenetic and uh, maybe more fun if you're uh, from the depending on your point of view uh, action was the fact that the Eagles um, the fumble from Jalen Hurts I mean it wasn't a force fumble it, they might not have gotten a first down and punted but it was kind of at that time of the game where you know the Eagles were starting to settle in a little bit they just gotten a stop on defense maybe they it seemed like they're getting some things going on that side and uh, it goes from being able to maybe you know build a bigger lead take kind of uh, take some more time off the clock to suddenly the game's tied I know obviously from the Chiefs point of view uh, their defense ends up being out there for like the entire second quarter and that led to uh, you know maybe not uh, the best results there at the end of the half in terms of the Eagles building up that 10 point lead but yeah I mean overall just a crazy game it looked like from the first two drives that no one was going to be able to make a stop on defense and then saw some like you said good defensive plays um, a number of uh, a few three and outs really over the course of the game but uh, outside of like those kind of situations I mean for the most part it was like if you got one first down it meant that you were going to be scoring yeah. some sort of points um, the, both offenses were able to make some great plays I think Jalen Hurts like you said I mean yeah he had some of the stats of like by halftime he was already the first quarterback to have like multiple rushing touchdowns and, and passing touchdowns in the same Super Bowl um, he made some great throws that you know I, I know Robbie Gold from the Niners uh, helped me win a fantasy title but he had some interesting comments about how if you make Jalen Hurts play quarterback you're going to beat him I don't think that is the case at all obviously here he made some uh it was end up being only the field goal drive in the second half but he had some throws at Dallas Goddard and Goddard to his credit also made some like circus catches on these but just absolutely absolute dimes on third and longs where the team knows he has to drop back and throw there's situations we talked about ahead of the Niner game that I I was kind of saying then that they needed to get him into uh to have success but it didn't matter in this game Jalen was on one uh another one of the crucial plays when I think of uh things that could have been for the Eagles was a, a on that same field goal drive they ended up you know end up getting in field goal range but he had an absolute perfect throw down the field to Quez Watkins that he ends up dropping I know that the coverage was kind of right there but that would have put them inside the, the 12 I don't think they're stopping them with the running game and that would have put the lead back up to 10 just little things and that's what it came down to it's just how there's not much of a room for error against the Chiefs and they still almost made it work despite that fumble which was a huge error by Jalen Hurts but um yeah it was a crazy game it was just like it felt like uh, punts were turnovers. It was, it, you know, it, it for it's funny for a season that where defense really, as we kind of talked about, ended up being kind of making a comeback and running the ball made a comeback. And yes, running the ball was really big in this game for a couple of reasons. Like I mentioned with the Chiefs in the second half, they, their ability to have balance on offense opened up some things. Obviously, Mahomes is ridiculous, but um, I think a clear takeaway from this is this, uh, I don't think this uh, team beats the Eagles or if it's the Chiefs team from like a couple of years ago. I think this roster 
you saw the totality of the parts that make this Chiefs team better than past years. Even when the defense wasn't great, they still made enough plays at times to get those stops that they needed to um, in the first half, the, the, a couple three and outs. Um, the one, in, obviously, down the stretch right before the – and you have the special teams returned by Tony ends up being, which is crazy, right? The longest – they said the longest punt return in Super Bowl history. Um, I, You know, like the, the Chiefs just stepped up. Everyone on that second half from the Chiefs team, I mean, the offensive line was – making plays andrew wiley looked great i i know i again from the eagles point of view they're going to talk about the uh, the field and the um the fact that he hassan reddick couldn't really get his um foot in the ground and make a move but uh still to the credit of the chiefs o-line i thought they played a really good game and uh but it was just an interesting it didn't really unlike uh you know certain moments of other past Super Bowls, it kind of like sum up what that season was about. Um, it, this game did not feel like a lot of the games I feel like we watched over the totality of the season. Not even just Eagle and Chiefs games, which haven't always been this high scoring. This was a uh, this is a, a Big Twelve shootout kind of situation we had in our hands, but um, also just elite offensive play. It just shows like you could have really good defensive players. But if the offensive players make the plays, I mean, it, you can see how great these offenses and their identities were. And there's a reason that it was basically a coin flip game like we thought it would be going into it. And luckily for our sake, we got our pick right. But um, I would have been, like as we said, completely uh, unsurprised if Philadelphia came away with a win. And it, it certainly looked like they are going to for the, for the first half. They had a fantastic half of football and basically all fast. It's only giving up seven points on defense, you know, to the Chiefs in that yeah. first half. Yeah. No, it's wild because I mean it is one of the what I said right. It was like oh, I think it's gonna be a lower scoring game because of the defense. But you think about the defense making plays, and it's like well, that that can raise the score too if the defense yep. is able to to make some plays that you know put the offense in easier positions or score themselves. And uh, again, you know we we certainly kind of saw how that can play out uh, there. But yeah, I mean there there were so many moments, and like I think it's you know so many sequences there. I mean I'm just talking about the. You know, the Chiefs basically running the the same play with a different guy, like the Tony and Sky Moore oh, plays yeah. where they, you know, they send the guy out and he comes back out and it's just um, basically it's, it's a touchdown or whatever it was, I guess, on the same the same scenario, right, where they're able to do that twice. And, you know, again, it just goes back to I think sometimes we – and we, we're going to be saying this probably about the Eagles moving forward too, but it's like I think sometimes you just take for granted how creative the Chiefs are from a – just you know an offensive standpoint mm-hmm. the things they can do to to get the ball where they need it to get to be to, to have the most success and I think sometimes you just remember every team goes in knowing Travis Kelsey what he can do yet he still finds a way to to put up the numbers he puts wide up. open yeah wide open and <laughs> you know and that's where again I think we have to go back to like Andy Reid and just the the magician here with the playbook and the things they can do um again sometimes I think we just take it for granted because we're just like well they have Patrick Holmes what else do they need but the actual play calling itself it it is pretty remarkable just to watch how it plays out sometimes and especially in the biggest stage of the year you know in the Super Bowl just how many plays they dialed up that were just perfection and put them in the position to have a chance to make the rally um and then again to to do it and, and now to capture another Super Bowl title in the process so yeah, it's just so fun to watch that offense and how everything moves in concert together. Like, part of it is why Kelsey's is open is so many other routes that are being run that are taking guy, clearing the guys out and different things. He can obviously do just on an individual basis, but you see the plays on the. Uh, I forget if it's the. I think it was a touchdown drive to give them the lead um, in the second half, where you have like Kelsey like pointing at open receivers and Mahomes already knowing where he's going, and just everything seemed like they knew exactly 
like every answer that the uh, Eagles had for what they had to present, they had another response back. Um, and yeah, those two plays, like you mentioned, I think I saw, I forget who posted on Twitter that it was week, uh, I think week four, the Jaguars, Doug Peterson ran basically the same concept against the Eagles for a touchdown. And sure enough, Andy Reid paying attention there, figured out how to do it even better that the, the play in the, in that Jaguars game, he scored a touchdown, but he got tackled. I mean, both these guys were by themselves back-to-back plays. Also seeing how they set it up, they, uh, kind of ran a similar, this is another thing again, posted, I forget exactly who, uh, posting the play before the first touchdown the the one to to tony where they had a running play with a similar kind of motion action and they saw exactly how the eagles were going to kind of adjust to that how they're going to have one of the safeties drop down to take the motion man how the how the uh, sorry yeah the safety is going to take down to the motion man and the guy that was initially uh guarding him drops back to the safety spot and that just leaves you so vulnerable to exactly what we saw where the motions back in immediately stops pivots back out there's no one there and it's sure enough it worked like you said twice in a row pretty crazy that uh you know it's tough to adjust quickly to that moment but i mean that's what andy reed does that's why he's so great and that's why even i think as we've talked about there this chief's offense became more dangerous uh without tyreek which we didn't think maybe was going to be the case but uh, i think it's that versatility to be able to have not just like two like clear times where they were going to either kelsey or hill in past seasons and if you could shut them down or maybe not shut them down but slow them down relatively it could at least have a chance against this Chiefs team whereas right now yeah Kelsey's still the number one guy but they were everyone's getting touches uh they're running the ball well but everyone's also in the passing game getting touches and and when you have four guys that can all get four or five guys that can get the ball every single time it's really hard to defend when you have someone of Mahomes caliber as he's as he's getting more mature and reading defense is better um and then you have the wizard and andy reed like you said i mean andy reed was already a first ballot hall of famer but for his uh you know against a really good eagles team uh i think this was a big legacy game for andy reed um to to build on not just being you know one of those offensive was there's plenty of offensive uh great minds in the history of the game don coriel and different guys that never won a super bowl they and they're accredited for you know moving the game along and i think over the last 20 years it's hard to name too uh, too many offensive uh guys that have really had as big of an impact on the nfl as andy reed and yet here he is with two rings and uh i know there were some things about him potentially considering retirement but uh, it doesn't sound like that's going to be the case with what he said after the game and uh i know even from i think it was brad childress at one time as an assistant coach with the chiefs was kind of asked about the idea of when andy would walk away and he's like he's not going to walk away he doesn't want anyone else to have Mahomes, so he might be coaching well into his 70s um and i wouldn't blame him it, it seems like uh you know the sky's the limit for this team they're and they're getting stronger in different ways and figuring out their identity has changed from the first super bowl team but um if maybe for the better i think this is as complete of a as a chief's team as we've maybe seen in this era of mahomes which is kind of scary uh moving forward but also exciting if you just appreciate really good football i know at times we kind of with the greatness of patrick and the uh, andy Reid, it can kind of become like you just get used to it um you, you don't really over the course of a season it's always fun to see the next team that's going to be the challenger uh but man the chiefs uh, were on full display and i mean just so fun to watch that offense and uh just wish the field again was a little better condition it just uh it, it did feel like on both sides it, it maybe made a, a slight difference uh it's, it's a little easier when you know where you're going on a slippery surface than when you are kind of reacting from a defensive point of view but um still a great game and uh yeah i think andy Reid, like you said that that was why we kind of 
both, you know, when we ended up picking the Chiefs, part of it was this, the, that factor, obviously Patrick Mahomes, but we knew Jalen Hurts could have a great game and he played even better than maybe um, you could anyone could have expected uh, to put up just a ridiculous performance. But I think that Andy Reid factor, um, I mean, they came through in those big moments with some of the play calling. I, they're just so fun and so creative. And even like the running play they did out of the two back, like pro set, it's always fun when you see the, the things I was playing, you know, on Madden 10 and uh, the formations and stuff like that, that are a little bit by the wayside. But here you are, Kansas City, finding a way to make the most of um, every player they have getting into 12, 13 personnel, with multiple tight ends. It's like they're not just a spread team. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. this offense is really versatile. And I think the second half, it was crucial. Those drives weren't just if they just had Patrick drop back every single play I don't know if it goes the same way for Kansas City in the second half they really were just brutally efficient no matter what they did running or throwing the ball in the second half uh, the Eagles defense after a solid first half just did not have an answer for most of the second half yeah they they did not it was uh again quite a game and the Chiefs just they found a way and I know to go back to the initial discussion when we started this um with the call and everything but you know you just look at the impact players and so many big plays and yeah it was certainly not a a game that lacked um noteworthy storylines coming out of it I guess one of the and we'll do this moving forward as we get into the offseason but I guess one of the questions is the Eagles um because you know the Chiefs have been here now they, they've won their you know another Super Bowl here recently for the Eagles yeah. this was kind of the coming out party this season and um you know certainly I think eclipsing expectations from the preseason to this point to get all the way here um but you know that was that was the expectation as the season go along you're just kind of like okay well they've got a really good shot to do this you know it looks like there's at least a chance they're going to lose both their coordinators which that's not a surprise right when you talk about yeah um you know a team that does what they've achieved but you know certainly when you look at the nucleus they have in place and i think the biggest thing is just seeing jalen hurts and what he gives them on a, a game-in and game-out basis. I think there's little reason to believe that the Eagles are going anywhere. Um, and, you know, I just think with the nucleus they have on the roster and the guys you expect to be back, and, again, we'll talk more about that moving forward, they certainly have something to build around where, you know, they can be a team that can get here every year, every other year, um, just based on kind of the way their, their roster is structured, I think. Yeah, we could have back-to-back years where usually the team that loses the Super Bowl at a lot of times has a downer kind of year the next year. Look at the Rams when they lost to the Patriots. They missed the playoffs. The the Niners yeah. lose the Super Bowl. They missed the playoffs. Um, the Bengals got better last year. I don't know if the Eagles can get better, but I think, that, yeah, to, to your point, they could stay just as good. I mean, there maybe this was like their, a really good chance in terms of all the guys they were able to get on those uh, on trades and different signings for uh, discounted prices. I mean, I just pulled up their free agents, and you look at, the names i mean uh, not robert quinn barely played in the game but uh fletcher cox brandon graham obviously they can probably get graham on a more affordable deal if he wants to come back hargrave kelsey bradbury i mean you go down the list of uh, dominican sue linval joseph there it's gonna it might be tough to hold together everyone but like you said the n- nucleus is still there i think they're gonna in the nfc in particular there's no reason to think this team is going anywhere all the stuff we talked about it ahead of the super bowl is kind of uh, ridiculous to look at this team and kind of credit everything they do- had done to their uh, st- schedule strength uh, clearly they matched up quite well against Kansas City um, in the Super Bowl uh, so I don't think they're uh, a team that with t- with tougher tougher games maybe on the on the docket as the you know winning the East now they're going to be facing all the one number one teams from each division next year it should be a lot of fun when they play San Francisco it should be a lot of fun going into some of those games obviously when they play Dallas a couple times but I you know there are 
reasons Chauncey Gardner Johnson also a, a free agent. They have a lot of guys that they have to figure out who they're going to be able to hold on to. Um, so busy next few weeks, I'm sure for Howie Roseman. Um, he's I, I forget where I saw this. Another interesting point that I, I was kind of read about Howie that some people say that he's great at building amazing teams, but putting uh, holding them together maybe hasn't been his biggest strength. I don't know if that's exactly fair. I think that's more of the reflection of the NFL system with how the league wants parity and makes it really hard to just hold on to dynastic kind of potential teams even with the Chiefs that's why the Chiefs have had to adjust so much to the roster we saw from when they first won a Super Bowl um, but I think the Eagles yeah there's as good an argument as, as any that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender next year I don't see them you know having a Rams type year where they fall off I don't they, they're so deep obviously if they have offensive line injuries at the level that the Rams did it can make a difference but this team is depth wise built in a very different way where the, there are players that are on you know number four through 53 on the roster are as strong as any in the league so um, even if they lose some of these bigger name free agents that I mentioned I feel like they're the kind of team that has done well developing and finding guys to replace those kind of players so Philadelphia should uh, with Jalen in there um I mean, man, he 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 just seems to keep getting better. Uh, he his approach even after the game, again talking about how he's going to learn from this, and you just feel like this. Yeah, this Eagles team. I don't know if it's going to be next year. It's really hard. Every a lot of things have to go your way to go to a Super Bowl, let alone yeah. win one. But I won't be shocked if we see. I don't know if we're going to have a similar case to the last time with the Eagles getting the Super Bowl, where now we have a new coach and quarterback. I think there's more likely that they're going to be sticking with Sirianni and Jalen Hurts for a longer period of time, and that Jalen Hurts might just if he can if he plays like he did in this game, uh, where he's throwing the ball as well as he did, and he just adds a few more things there. I mean, he got he could be in the MVP conversation. I think Jalen has that kind of ability, and he's so young still. You know, like he's you know he's got plenty of uh, plenty of football ahead of him and. Uh, it's uh yeah obviously with the main weapons they have there in a strong offensive line i don't think a whole lot might change for that eagles offense even if the defense maybe takes a step back if they lose some of these free agents yep well we will obviously talk more about it as we get into the off season because uh believe it or not dylan we're officially in the off season now um after the super bowl so we will talk a lot about the eagles i'm sure a lot about the champions the chiefs and a lot more here as we uh move through the offseason and the NFL draft will be here before you know it. Obviously, free agency, all this stuff still to come. Uh, but for now, Dylan, I'm sure over clutch points, a lot of stuff uh, fallout from the Super Bowl, uh, looking ahead, all that good stuff. So everybody know where they can find all that. Yeah, you can go to clutchpoints.com to the NFL section there. We have tons of stuff. Yeah, tons of the fallout, all the player reactions, all the reactions from everyone, quotes, everything you could possibly hope from the Super Bowl, more analysis of the game itself. A lot of stuff already, you know, talking about those key free agents uh, for the Eagles and Chiefs to resign as we have for every other team. Those articles are coming out in Clutch Points in the NFL section. A lot of stuff for every team looking at the overall, starting our, our overall preview, off-season preview series for every team. Uh, uh, we've already kind of got into free agency and, and draft stuff, and now just keep pumping up. So, yeah, keep an eye on the NFL section there and also in the Clutch Points app. No more games to follow, but uh, tons of the same uh, content there uh, going over all these different things and our podcasts in there as well. So, yeah, the off-season ends up being, for us, always a – seemingly just as busy at least through the end of the draft um uh, as the season itself if not busier uh, there's a lot that's going to be happening soon i'm sure we'll, we'll get to um looking at free agency our, our top free agents destinations all that stuff um super bowl contender needs all those good things that we've covered in the past i'm sure we'll 
kind of get to that stuff too. And we will probably on the website as well. Tons of Aaron Rodgers stuff. Uh, obviously Derek Carr about to get released any day, probably by potentially yeah. by the time you listen to this, he'll be on the open market looking for a new team. Doesn't look like he, uh, he's going to accept a trade anywhere. Obviously the Rodgers jet stuff kind of picked up a little bit over the weekend too, again. So it's going to be a wild, uh, wild couple months here and uh, it shapes the whole next season. And it's, this it is one of my, uh, even though I love just watching the games itself and it's, it's a lot of fun to go back and rewatch some of these kind of things that you miss when there's just so much happening throughout the season while simultaneously following all the moves that are going to set up, uh, the next campaign. It's always fun looking forward, especially if you're a fan of the 31 other teams that didn't win the Super Bowl. <laughs> yep. That's right. So, uh, be sure to check everything out there and, uh, yeah, obviously a lot more. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for Establish the Past. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast. And we'll talk to you next time here on the Establish the Past podcast.